now listening to The Fighter Hayabusa Show. Welcome everyone, I am Mascara de Fuego. Let's get right into it as we have a lot to cover tonight. In the news, it was announced this week that the All In Show will air live on pay-per-view with the first hour airing on WGN America. This is pretty huge news here. The news was announced on Monday in a press release. The show will be available on all major pay-per-view outlets as well as the Fight TV app starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on September 1st. All In Zero Hour will start at 6 p.m. Eastern on WGN America. The show will also be available on Ring of Honor's Honor Club. In New Japan news, New Japan put out a statement after Tomatonga's action dur- actions during the G1 uh, where he choked a fan in the audience. The statement said, New Japan takes actions taken by our wrestlers seriously. In light of recent inappropriate conduct by Tomatonga, including SNS usage, which I believe was uh, referencing his littering on the subway station. The company has decided to take disciplinary actions uh, against said wrestler and will issue updated guidelines to all wrestlers. So because of this, New Japan president has now outlawed not only English cursing, but middle finger usage as well. The company cites that they're expanding and need to make some changes to the market, you know, to market the product um, globally. What this does for guys like Jay White and Togi Makabe and Zack Sabre Jr., who love using the middle finger, who knows? <laughs> um, on this week's shows, um, first we'll go through the raw highlights um, for me. I enjoyed the Paul Heyman promo. Lately, it's been kind of a paint-by-numbers for Paul Heyman, in my opinion. But this was possibly one of the best of the year, um, and it needs to be seen. Even crying, which was just, uh, the guy needs an Oscar. (laughs) The Bill Deronda's main event during the night was good. The match was short and to the point, as it needed to be. Um, Once she put on her angry eyes and kicked it into gear, I thought she did well. Short and to the point is what Ronda Rousey should be doing. Just, you know, basically going out there and looking dominant. Otherwise, the build, uh, the build up, they were building up matches to SummerSlam. Um, truth be told, these matches just aren't lighting my world on fire, especially the retread main event, which we've seen more times than we care to admit, but, you know, I digress. Also, it was announced later um, in the week that Renee Young would be a guest commentator on this week's um, Monday Night Raw. She'll be joining Michael Cole and Corey Graves for the three hours as Jonathan Coachman is on assignment. Um, Pretty welcome change, and I hope that she does a stellar job on the go-home show at a SummerSlam. Coachman just hasn't been my favorite on his return, and I hope she spices things up a little bit. On to SmackDown. Um, I enjoyed a lot of SmackDown. Um, The build-up to Joe and AJ, I thought, has gone well with both cutting promos on on each other. Um, I know it's not going to happen, but I would love to see this match close out SummerSlam this year. I think that would be the strongest main event they can possibly go with um, this year and, and not the retread. I thought The Miz cut a pretty good promo on his history with Daniel Bryan. The brawl was brief, but, you know, a good tease to the feud. I'm looking forward to this match and how it gets booked. 
I guess it all depends on Daniel Bryan's, Daniel Bryan's status after September 1st, I guess. Um, I also enjoyed the R-Truth and Shinsuke Nakamura match uh, for the few minutes that it was. You know, R-Truth is uh, such a good utility guy, and I'm glad to see him back on TV. The main event was a tag team match between the New Day and the Bar with the winners going on to face the Bludgeon Brothers for the tag titles at SummerSlam. Uh, the crowd was heavily into this match. I'm kind of surprised they went with New Day again, though. Um, was hoping for like a fresh matchup between like the Bar and the Bludgeon Brothers, but I think it'll be a good match nonetheless. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm really looking forward to the SmackDown matches at SummerSlam, more so than the Raw matches. Polar opposites to for me. On NXT, I like the uh, the angle with Undisputed Era, Era taking out Ricochet, building towards his match with Adam Cole. I would have preferred to see Ricochet wrestle like everybody else, but I, I guess I can be patient if it means that we're getting uh, a dope match at TakeOver and, you know, possibly a title change, please. Uh, also, a pretty good debut for Keith Lee. Uh, can't wait to see him fully immersed into the roster and who his feuds, you know, who his first feud ends up with. Um, during the show, they did show Kane Velasquez um, in the crowd during the show. He's been at the Performance Center, I guess, lately. Um, the dude's a solid fighter, and shit, if they want to bring, bring him in, I'm A-okay with that. The main event of the show saw Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano, um, which was a fast-paced match um, with some solid counters. Didn't go very long because Tommaso Ciampa ended up interfering, leading to like a three-way brawl. Uh, William Regal came out at the end of the show and made the match a triple threat for NXT Brooklyn 4, um, which isn't happening as Aleister Black did get injured when they did a... Uh, a house show here in Ve- or out there in Vegas where I guess he took a bad nut shot, I guess. Um, William Regal ended up sending out a tweet the next day saying, uh, WWE Alistair spent the night in a local medical facility in Orlando. As of now, medical personnel still have no update on his status. I hope to provide an update later today. And shortly after that, shortly after that tweet, WWE put out footage of uh, Aleister Black being laid out uh, from some sort of attack behind uh, Full Sail. It was then announced after that that the main event for TakeOver would be Johnny Gargano against uh, Tommaso Ciampa in a last man standing match for the title. Um, I'll, I'll go... Yeah, I'll wait till next week. I'll wait till uh, next week's show to go over... Um, and preview TakeOver and the Summer SummerSlam matches. Moving on to the G1, I'm just going to focus on matches um, between August 2nd and August 5th. I'll be covering the last couple of days um, and the finals. Probably uh, probably do a show tomorrow night and then the finals um, since they are happening late Sunday. I'll probably try and do it on Sunday um, or Monday. But from August 2nd, the match of the night for me was uh, the A-block match between Okada and uh, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, this was a rematch from their time limit draw at Suzuki's anniversary show. Um, just go through the matches, kind of uh, a little bit of the matches here real quick. Um, Okada, you know, gets jumped before the intros. On the outside, Suzuki buried Okada in, a, in the guard railing before hitting hitting that pile with a, 
with chair shots, which, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Okada got dragged all over the arena, taking a beating, but made it back into the ring for, before the 19 count. Okada was taking an ass whooping for another 19 count on the outside. Suzuki then worked over the arm of Okada. They did a forearm exchange for a while that was really solid. Um, a really hard-hitting match between the two. Um, a tombstone finally gets Okada to catch up. Um, this fucking pile driver reversals by both was really awesome during the match. But it was finally two Rainmakers that put Suzuki down for the Okada win. Match of that night, hands down. From August 4th, um, and quite possibly the match of the entire tournament, um, was a B-block match between uh, Tomohiro Ishii and the IWGP champion Kenny Omega. Um, off the bat, uh, Omega was taunting to start, um, and Ishii just wasn't putting up with it. Uh, stiff chops by Ishii. Um, I mean, really close to... Omega's fucking throat. Uh, a lot of spots where Ishii just was no selling for uh, for Omega. Uh, Rise of the Terminator by Omega to the outside. That and the uh, Kataro Crusher for a two count. A superplex by Ishii got a close two count. A sliding lariat got another close two. So far, so far this was a solid match, like back and forth. Um, Ishii. Uh, eats a V-trigger hard, uh, double stomp to Ishii's, he Ishii's head, who was hanging off the ring apron. That looked insane. Um, Ishii kicks out of the J-driller. Ishii then gets a close two and a half with a cru crucifix bomb. Crowd was heavily, uh, heavily into Ishii, but it was the brain buster that put Omega down for his first loss of the tournament. Um, this was a great fucking match. And if there's one match to seek out. If, if you're just kind of like. Going through the G1. Kind of like reading and stuff. Like this one. Please watch this match. Um, the other solid match. Uh, from the night was. Uh, Toriano and Sonata. Which was just pure comedy. And saw Rocky Romero get involved. Um, at ringside to help Yano. But on only to end up in his own par paradise lock. Also, uh, Naito versus Kota Bushi, who's been having a stellar tournament thus far. Um, this was a pro Bushi town and an anti Naito crowd. A lot of story for Naito in this town, but uh, it was the Kamagoye that finally finished off Naito. And just another stellar performance by both of these guys. From August 5th, uh, a block match between uh, Okada and Evil. The match started off pretty fast with both exchanging power moves. Both ended up on the outside and Okada took the railing hard to his back. Okada then hit a, uh, had a chair put over his head and rammed it in the ring post. I, this fucking spot, man. <laughs> back in the ring, Evil kept the advantage getting a couple of near falls, then focused on a rear chin lock. Okada made a comeback after hitting a DDT. Uh, Evil then launches Okada from the ring apron, sending him into the guardrail. Um, Okada then dragged him up the rampway, but it but it backfired when Okada hit uh, another DDT and a shotgun dropkick. Back in the ring, Okada then hit a solid dropkick uh, from the top. 
evil used red shoes uh, intentional, unintentionally to hit a magic killer on Okada, which was a cool spot. Uh, Darkness Falls was hit for another two count by evil. Uh, evil then hit his own rain, his own rainmaker for a two count, uh, and then another lariat by evil got another two and a half count. I mean, evil just looks solid in this match. Um, Okada then hit his own everything is evil for a close two count. Um, it finally, finally after two rainmakers, um, Okada avenged his loss from last year's G1. This was a great back and forth match and just a stellar match for August 5th. Um, all right, let's move on to the May Young Classic. Um, in May Young Classic news, uh, this week ESPN announced that WWE Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix and Renee Young would join Michael Cole to serve as the commentary team on the 2018 tournament. Um, I was kind of hoping for Morrow, but, you know, what can you do? The Mae Young Classic will kick off on the WWE Network on a weekly basis, starting with the Bracketology special that Morrow will be hosting on August 29th. Then the matches for the tournament will be broadcast on a weekly basis um, every Wednesday um, after NXT, uh, beginning on uh, September 5th. The finals will take place at the October 28th uh, WWE pay-per-view Evolution. The matches for the first round of the tournament are as follows. Let's see what we have here. So for August, August, uh, I'm sorry, not August, September 5th, we have Tegan Knox versus Zatara, uh, MJ Jenkins versus Rhea Ripley, Lacey Lane versus Vanessa Craven, Killer Kelly versus Mako Satamura. Uh, uh, I gotta say that last match is probably the one I'm looking forward to, forward to the most. Uh, for September 12th, you have Diana Perrazzo taking on Priscilla Kelly. Ariel Monroe taking on uh, Zuzis, I think is how you say her name. I'm not really sure. Uh, Casey Cananzaro taking on Reina Gonzalez, who was in last year's tournament. Ashley Rain, who's Madison Rain, uh, taking on Mercedes Martinez. Um, on that night, I would probably go with, I don't know, I think Deanna Pra the Deanna Perrazzo match might be good, but I like Mercedes Mar- Martinez. She's just fucking solid, and against Madison Rain, that might be the, the show stealer that night. For, for September 19th, we have Caitlyn uh, returning to the WWE, taking on Kavita Devi, Tony Storm versus Ginny. Uh, Zia Lee versus uh, Karen Q. Allison K taking on Mia Yim. This one might be... I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot of matches here. I mean, I think the the greenest one is still Kavita Devi, who was in last year's tournament. So, But, I mean, you're probably looking at, like, maybe two decent matches there. On September 26th, we have Hiroyu Matsumoto. Yeah, I got that right. Rachel uh, taking on Rachel Evers, Tanara Conti taking on Jesse Alban, Isla Dawn taking on Nicole Matthews, Leo Shirai taking on Zaya Brookside. So it's it's going to be a great tournament. I'm I'm looking forward to this tournament. I think this one has a potential to be much better than last year's. You know that first round was kind of you know it was kind of 
some of the matches were a little weak at the beginning, but once it kicked on, I thought it was decent. So, but I think this year has a has a chance to be a lot better of a uh, a tournament. All right, so let's move on to the All In show. All In has announced more matches for the September first show. Um, first, as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the All In Zero Hour mat, uh, show, which will be on WG in America, will feature the the over budget battle royal, which current currently features uh, Jordine Grace, Moose, Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, and more to be announced. Um, and then we're getting the Briscoes versus Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Um, the pay-per-view matches, we're going to see Tessa Blanchard, Madison Rain, uh, Chelsea Green, and Britt Baker. Then we're going to see Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels. And honestly, there's no better person for Stephen Amell to have a match with than with Christopher Daniels because he will carry him through a great match. Um then we got Rey, Mis- Rey Mysterio and Bandito with Phoenix taking on the Young Bucks and Kota Bushi, which will probably end up being match of the night for sure. Um, Adam Page taking on Joey Janela. Okada taking on Mar- Marty Skrull. ROH World Champion Jay Lethal taking on the winner of the over-budget Battle Royal. And then the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Atlas taking on Cody Rhodes. Now, so far, we're still waiting on a match for uh, Kenny Omega, but it sounds like, if the rumors are true, that we're going to get Kenny versus uh, Pentagon, which should be just dope. In Ring of Honor news, Ring of Honor and New Japan have sold out the G1 Supercard special that will take place next April over WrestleMania weekend at Madison Square Garden. Uh, during a pre-sale, they sold 9,000 tickets, and with the rest selling out once the tickets, be, you know, went to Gen Pop. Um, this is huge, huge for both companies on what usually is a bloated WrestleMania weekend. So for them to sell out MSG is is fucking huge. Um, let's see what else I have. Nope, that's it. That's all I have for tonight. Um, as I stated, I'll be covering the last couple of nights of the G1 tomorrow night and the finals either Sunday or Monday. Until then, I am Mascara de Fuego. Thank you for listening.